Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PK Podcast. It's the weekly recap of all the action that happened in Class 5A. Last Friday, let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to the PK Podcast. Thank you, everyone that is tuning in. Make sure to share this podcast to all of your friends and follow the PK Podcast Twitter if you have not already to get notified when every episode comes out. All right, enough of the self-promo. Let's talk some football. Last week, we saw an insane amount of blowouts last week on if you didn't know that already, now you do. 14 out of the 18 games last week were decided by 20 or more points. But on the PK Podcast Show, we do not discriminate by any means. Um, so we're going to talk about every team, every score, regardless of the, the final score at the end of the game or the opponent. So let's move on. To the first segment of the show, which is our annual weekly recap. If you're new to the show, that's great. Thank you. But let's explain this to you so you're not confused on what's happening. I will quickly be telling you the score of every game. You'll hear this nice little background music playing. And I'll just be saying like a maybe a sentence summary. Sometimes I don't say a sentence summary of each game. So you're updated on all the scores. Get your mind going. It's the first two minutes of the episode. You're probably like, I don't remember what happened last Friday. It is Monday. It'll be probably Tuesday morning when this is out. So just to refresh your mind, let's get that mind going with this Iowa high school football. So let's start off this segment, the weekly recap we saw. Thursday night games, an important Thursday night game. Finally, Davenport West, 5-0, the Cinderella story. Everyone loves Davenport West right now. They defeat Hempstead 14-7. Hempstead's 0-5 to start the season. We probably haven't seen that for a long time. Moving on to Waukee Northwest. They're 2-3. They're starting to get going back-to-back wins for the Wolves. 56-0 against Sioux City West, who went 2-4. Don't ask me how they played six games. I think they had a week zero game that shouldn't count right now. So I think 1-4, I think, is the right, um, the right record for them. And now we're moving on to Friday Night Lights, baby. Ankeny, number two, Ankeny, 4-1. They defeat Roosevelt, who's 2-3, 35-18 at Drake Stadium. Number 7, Centennial, 3-2. They're 3-2. 31-28 against Sioux City East, who is 4-1. The Varsity Bound game of the week. If you didn't know, follow Varsity Bound if you don't already. Bettendorf goes and gets their first win of the season. They are now 1-4. They defeat Davenport Central. 48 to 0. Number one, Dowling, the top team in the state in the Paul Larridge poll. They defeat Council's Lincoln 52 to 0. You saw this happening most likely. Number six, Urbandale. Uh, they are 4 and 1. They defeat the one East 48 to 0. 
handily. The Moines, their one and four playoff folks are probably out the window. Ames, the most explosive offense we are seeing so far this year. They drop a 57 pound. Dallas Saucer breaks a record. What? Sioux City North. They can't get it done. They score 28, but their defense let them down. They are three and two. Number 10, ICI goes into Iowa City West Stadium and literally dominates. 49-0, Iowa City West just didn't show up on Friday. This is a rivalry game. I had Iowa City West ranked. We'll talk more about this game right after. Johnston, 3-2. They defeat Tennant's. They defeat Waukee, 10-6. Waukee, 1-4. Looking all dark in that part of Waukee. Des Moines North defeats Des Moines Lincoln 36-17. Des Moines North is 4-1. What, what is happening in Des Moines North right now? Number 8 Valley defeats Marshalltown 35-14. They improved their record to 3-2. Um, Kennedy. Number five, Kennedy. They're five and zero in the season. One of the only undefeated teams in the state. They dominate Duke Senior in a statement win, thirty-eight to zero. They forced eight turnovers, folks. Eight turnovers, folks. That's unheard of. Duke Senior is now three and two. They've got a game coming up against Davenport West next week. Lenmar three and two. They dominate Sierra Jefferson, fifty-six six. Jefferson continues their losing streak. Meanwhile, Lamar improves to three and two. Number nine, Rary defeats Atoma 49-14. A little bit closer half than I thought, or at least the first quarter. But Prairie improves to four and one on the season. Cedar Falls in the dome dominates Muscatine 35-zip. Muscatine is now one and four, and Cedar Falls improves to three and two. Number four, Pleasant Valley. Undefeated team. One of I believe they're one of the three now. Uh, it's, they defeat Davenport North 49 to 12. They dominate Davenport North 4 and, uh, 0 and 5 on the season. Yikes. Number three, Southeast Polk goes to Waterloo. Literally, Kaden Proctor goes viral with how many pancakes he was laying down. And that is your week five recap. Got it done in a record time, about four minutes and 40 seconds. I'm like that, folks. All right. So, ranked teams went nine and one last week. We didn't see any, almost any upsets. If you want to call Iowa City High upset, do your do your thing. But um, we did see some teams make huge statements. Um, so. So uh, we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about not every single game. We will kind of briefly over the top. I mean, talk about every single game, but we are not going to be going as deep into every single game as some of these select few games that I'm going to be talking about. I used to games like 200 times, so sorry about that. Um, first off, let's talk about the unspeakable things that Iowa City I did to Iowa City West on Friday. The box score does not always tell a story, but this one passes the test with flying colors to start. 
this game. It was 35-0 to zero at half. That is a game you see against a Cedar Rapids Jefferson. 35-0 to zero at half is unheard of against a Crosstown rival in almost any part of the country. In any sport, it doesn't matter how bad the other team is most of the time. 35-0, to zero, like that's astronomically like impressive and kind of embarrassing if you're an Iowa City West fan. But impressive if you're an Iowa City High fan. you got to give props to them. This isn't a slander Iowa City West portion of the video. Um, I say High, they scored in any type of way they wanted. They scored on trick plays, like a little Philly special play, a bit, um, which was impressive, I guess, if you want to call it that. Rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns. They had six passing touchdowns. Um, they did it all. Um, Iowa City High outgained Iowa City West by 359 yards. Uh, Iowa City West put up a total of 117 yards of total offense, and this was an offense that was coming in pretty hot. Um, I said this on Twitter, but this felt like a win that last year's Iowa City High team would have. Like, literally just dominate. Like, almost an unbelievable score at half. Like, you're like, what? That doesn't even seem right. It's almost like feels like they're running up the score almost. Um, and that's just huge for a team that starts off the season. They have all the hype in the East. It's PV in them and everyone's brains. They come in, they come into Kinnick against a cross-town rival, Iowa City Liberty, and they kind of get hosed. 36-19, I believe, was the final score. Graham Beckham kind of had his, like, coming out game. And they got slapped in the face. They just straight up got kind of slapped in the face. Um, but they come in. They also get dominated by Dowling. They make a trip to West Des Moines and get dominated on a road game. 35-0. to They don't even put, in a, put up a touchdown. But then... They come back, they regroup. I'm assuming they had an electric week of practice. Uh, Mitchell Moore's got them boys balling Monday through Friday. Um, well, Monday through Thursday, I guess, at practice. Um, but they, And then they literally produced one of the most dominant performances we will see um, this, in, like, this year. Well, like this, it was so impressive. When I saw the first, like, 35-0 half, I had the game kind of up on my laptop. I was watching the Centennial versus Sioux City East game for a majority of the night. I did watch the game back. I mean, this was this was just unbelievable. It was I've said this over and over again, but this is just, just remind me of last year's team. And last year's team has kind of had that storybook feeling to it. Like, with all these D1 prospects they had, like, I was like, oh, dude, these dudes are finally, like, they're legit. They're bringing back that Iowa City High excellence that people know from the 2000s. Um, Drew Larson, second best passer rating in the league. I mean, this kid, watching his tape, he's mobile. He makes throws. He does have some problems when he's throwing. Uh, sometimes misses his wide receivers, but it's high school. Some quarterbacks do. He's a game. Maybe he had four touchdowns this game. He had one pick, 
spot. I don't care if you win 49-0 and throw one pick, you'll take it any time, any time of day. Um, he's electric out of the pocket. He can really make things happen, which I think is so valuable, especially out east. I'd say he's the most athletic quarterback there is out there right now, at least in 5A. So to have him is a massive plus for the little hot guys. I feel like he's been kind of an underrated player and people aren't talking about him, but he's legit, man. Like, he's he's as dog as they come. Um, and then, obviously, Ben Keeter. This Keeter looks like a legit offensive threat. They couldn't bring him down on some runs, and he literally just he looked like a four-star athlete playing in Iowa. That's what you envision. You envision him getting the ball. He trucks, like, four defenders, puts some kid on his back, like, literally laying down on his back like this. Um, Keter just looks like a dog again. I feel like I haven't heard his name as much as last year. That is partly because he's a committed athlete, and uh, you just don't talk about them as much sometimes. But, I mean, he looks every bit of what he is, and we know that he is. He had kind of a rough week with the whole twisty angle thing, but he's... He's fine. He, don't worry about it. I'm sure he's blocking out the noise. I ranked this team 12. I mean 10th. So 12. I don't know why I said 12. You could very well put this team in the top 6 or even 5. JC Morrow said on Twitter. And I agree with him, to be frank. This, the teams that are above McCrary, I don't think they've proved they can do what they what Iowa City High did to Iowa City West because Iowa City West we gotta remember they held on with Kennedy Kennedy was a good game Kennedy's 5-0 and people they're good they're elite defense elite top 4-3 defense in the all in the estate right now and then you have Iowa City West come in they're coming on off a win streak a 3 game win streak and this is a game where they feel like they can win I had them ranked 10th they were coming in hot, and they get <laughs> literally just got host. They got host, and I think if Iowa City High did this every single game, obviously no, they're never going to do that. One of the dumbest takes in sports to like say if they did this every game, we win every game. You're not getting the same team every week. That's the reality of football. But this team just showed that they can do what they did last year. They can literally come out and put you on your back, and you're done. There's no chance of you coming back in the game. If you're shocked by this, listen, I was shocked by the score, but you can't be shocked by domination. Um, and I think that's because you got to remember, I City High came into this game angry. They just got absolutely embarrassed at Dowling. Last year, they beat Dowling. Granted, this game's on the road. Dowling is a really good team this year. They're number one on my on my rankings. Are they might not be the true number one team to some people's eyes. Set might still be the true number one team. Ankeny might be the true number one team in some people's eyes. But right now, they beat Ankeny and Ankeny beat Set. Plain and simple, Dowling is a really good team, and obviously, I just I mean they just got dominated on the road, long road trip. So they came in angry. Uh, and they literally flip-flopped. They went from getting shut out to doing the shutting out. So you got to remember that teams never change, never stay the same week to week. 
it's a big thing in college football. You'll see that all the time. Uh, Oklahoma last week dominates Nebraska. Granted, it's Nebraska. Everyone's like, whoa. Oh, my gosh, Oklahoma. Potential playoff berth for Oklahoma because they have a defense. Next week, they get beat by Kansas State. It's those types of things that you just have to remember. Things change week by week. Their locker rooms, these are high school kids. You could even say that um, high school kids change more than college kids on the field. Um, but you got to be feeling ecstatic if you're a City High fan. You've got all the momentum. I know I just went on this big tangent uh, about how you're never the same team week to week, but they looked like I, I'm confident they could repeat that. Um, you got to be feeling ecstatic. I just said that. You have your homecoming game next week against number four Pleasant Valley. They lost this game last year. They have all the tools to win this game. PB is going to do their thing. They're going to run the ball. They Now, Iowa City High's rush defense is going to be tested. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to figure something out this game because I'm going to figure out if Iowa City High can play elite rush defense because that's literally all PB is going to do. Maybe a play action with McDermott throwing the ball, but we don't even – you can't guarantee that. If it's working, they're going to keep doing it. This is all the makeup to be one of the more exciting games of the year. And without a doubt, I'm going to be super excited to watch it. Not going to make a prediction, though. That's for a Wednesday night show. Tune into that. But I would feel pretty good if I was a City High fan right now. That team looks legit. And then you got Davenport West and Davenport Central. So I'd chalk it up as a seven, a potential 7-2 and two season. With two L's at the beginning of the season, being 2-2, two and 7-2 two, and two sounds terrific. Winning out, that's like literally what a coach says in the locker room, just kind of spurs some motivation. That being said, great win for Iowa City High. Quick summer, great win for Iowa City High. Um, Iowa City West, you're 3-2. and two. It's not the end of the world. You guys can easily bounce back. So on to the next topic. Sioux City East did something last Friday. They proved they can hold up with CIML competition. But not only did they do that, they proved they could win. They could win a game against CIML competition. If you told me week one, Sioux City East is going to be up 14-0 against Centennial, or 13-0 against Centennial in the first quarter. I'd be like, what are you talking about, dude? Uh, Centennial is going to beat that team 35-7. to Sioux City East, I mean, Cole Ritchie is a really good quarterback. And Brecken Skoshow, I mean, that kid is just doesn't go down. It's weird. Like, I mean, he doesn't look like the most crazy explosive athlete. And Centennial's defense is really good, but they literally could not – Tackle Scossow last game. Scossow, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm getting a little bit of a sore throat. So sorry if I sound a little bit quieter. I understand if you're a Sioux City East fan, you're, you're in your feels after that game. You're like, oh my God. We almost just proved we're a ranked team. They're, they jumped up in my poll tremendously. Um, they're a team to watch now. 
I mean, you've got your quarterback figured out with Richie, man. That kid can sling it. Um, Keelan, J- uh, Keelan Jacobson, that kid, uh, he looked great on um, Friday night as well. He looked like a legit wide receiver that uh, you can depend on in these CML matchups. They got. If I'm a Sioux City East fan, you got to be thinking about Joaquin Northwest. If you can beat Joaquin Northwest, you're fine. Uh, I'm sure if you talk to the coaching staff, hell yeah, they'd want a 3-0 stretch against the CIML teams with Sioux City East. I mean, with Sioux City East. With Ankeny Centennial, Des Moines East, and Joaquin Northwest, who they all play uh, in the next three weeks. If you could, if I tell them at the beginning of the season you're going to go two and one in that stretch, that coach is taking that in a heartbeat because that means you're a playoff team with a really good record. So their RPI should be pretty impressive. I'm actually really interested to see where they're at next week because if you don't know, official RPI rankings by the state come out next week. Follow IHSA on Twitter if you want to get notified notified about that. Um, enough about I don't want to spend too much time talking about the losing team Centennial did find a way to win this game um, Trenton Smith played a good game 10 for 15 150 yards 2 touchdowns no interceptions um, Elijah Porter I mean guys Elijah Porter in his past 3 games has had 9 touchdowns I made a post about it uh, like an idiot. Um, I said he averages 21, I think, points a game. Touchdowns aren't worth seven points, Paul. He averages 18 points a game. We will, we'll just act like that didn't happen. It's embarrassing. But um, this kid's legit. He's going to get a big interest. He's only a junior. Uh, Centennial obviously is like, this is our dude. They feed him the ball. He did get a little banged up occasionally that, um, during that game. I think he had to come out a couple times. But they have Ty Morgan in the back. He did fumble, I'm pretty sure, against Sussis, but he's a capable backup. Chase Shetty had a literally insane catch, too. Uh, I really think Trent Smith has progressed to be a, at least somewhat decent. Um, I wouldn't say he's a top-tier quarterback yet. But he, he showed, I think, that he could handle and be poised. Even with it. I guess the, yeah, whatever, Centennial's coming in this game. They aren't thinking, oh, I'm scared of Sioux City's. They're thinking of last year when they beat them like 30-0 to zero or something. Or it was, yeah, it's 30-0. to zero. Um, They're thinking this is a team we're going to handle. We're going to prove they were overrated. Um but they they got punched in the mouth early. And I, when I say punched, they fumbled the opening kickoff. Like, Sioux City marches down and scores on a fourth and, like, 12. And then does a little squib kick thing. And they fumble the kickoff. And Sioux City gets another possession. Their offense doesn't touch the ball until halfway through the first quarter. And not to mention, Sioux City goes down and scores again. So, like, we're, we're talking about a absolute worst-case scenario to start a game in rainy, foggy weather, but uh, they still produced. Centennial's defense 
really did not impress me. I'm shocked they got absolutely manhandled like that. Um, I mean, they had a lot of tackles. Like, they didn't give up, like, one big play. I think the biggest play was their that screen play they had. Um, but they did step up at the end of the day. They got um, boot. Bo Gerke got the pick. Uh, that kind of, like, not sealed it. Oh, no, it didn't seal it. It led to a touchdown. Um, that one centennial of the game. All right. So, we've talked about Iowa City High. We've talked about Sioux City's and Centennial. Let's talk about the other statement game that I feel like is kind of a quiet game. Like, no one's like, whoa, this happened. Syracuse Kennedy beat W Senior 38 to 0. 38 to 0. Last year, this game was 28 to 21 and was one of the like closest games Kennedy would have all year. I mean, it was 0 0 in the first quarter. So it's not like this was like some like fluky first quarter jitters by Dubuque Senior. Second quarter, 14 on their heads. Then third quarter, they come out of the locker room, 10. Fourth quarter, they seal it. Two, two more touchdowns. They just add on. Kennedy's defense is so good. It's elite. They limit Walker Tart, who was having a phenomenal year. They limit him to 59 yards receiving. He can't get over 100. Jalen Johnson, uh, I mean, he is absolutely... There's no ready game for Dubuque Senior whatsoever. Um, Jack Simon, I mean, he got dominated three interceptions um by Kennedy and then they also uh had five forced fumbles and five recoveries like what what like that let me say three interceptions five forced fumbles and they were all recovered by Kennedy absurd um I mean Donovan Slick Driscoll, he had a pretty, uh, really good game. 136 yards, two touchdowns, 13 carries. Um, Michael Mulherin, 10 tackles, two TFLs, fumble recovery on the day. And then, I mean, what can we say? What can't we say more about Riker Stelling? Seven and a half tackles, five solo, two and a half tackles for loss for him. So Kennedy, I mean, they're legit, they're good. We got to remember, they're, I feel like they're better than what, like, they they did kill Cedar Rapids Washington last year. Sorry, Bioti. <clears throat> but, I mean, I, I just feel the vibe for this team a little bit. I like it a little bit better. I feel like they can score um, a good amount. Um, and they, I mean, this team lost Jason Williams in the offseason. Like, that's a big loss. He led the state, and he was like, it was Colin Kayoff and him. Like, those are the two running backs that were leading the state in rushing yards. Um, they've got Cedar Falls coming up next in the Unidome. I might even go to that game because I go to you and I if you don't know. Um, a good draw for Cedar Falls to play at the Unidome uh, in back-to-back weeks for them. Kind of, I feel like they play home a lot already. Obviously they do, because I'm an idiot. They 
you play more than 50% or a little bit less of, than 50% of your games at home. Um, but, I mean, that should be a good game. I think Cedar Falls literally is nothing offensively that Kennedy's worried about. I think Kennedy's going to dominate defensively, which could lead to another ugly look for uh, Dubuque Senior. I mean, for Cedar Falls, because I think it could be similar to like Dubuque Senior. That's what I was trying to say right there. And then they got Davenport West, which I'm expecting a win. Johnston at Johnston. I'm actually really excited for that game. And then Dubuque Hempstead, we they're just out of it right now. I'm, so this team could be 8-1, and one, folks, heading on the playoffs. So keep an eye out for the Cougars if you haven't already. As for Dubuque Senior, that hurts really bad, um, which is why I'm really confident they're going to dominate Davenport West. Uh, I'm extremely confident mainly because... Again, like we said earlier, you'd never see the same team week to week. I think she realizes, like, they can't lose this game. Otherwise, they're literally out of the playoffs. And thank God they play Davenport West and Davenport West having a good season because that boosts their RPI a bunch because they're 5-0. and Remember, RPI includes opponent winning percentage. Davenport West last year was probably, like, 1-4, I think, at the time. So... That's uh, good for Dubuque Senior. If you're a fan of them, be optimistic. You're, I wouldn't expect, I wasn't expecting them to beat Kennedy, but to to get blown out is a little bit worrisome. They've got kind of two games that they should win. They got Davenport West and Muscatine, but then they got an absolute brutal PV game at PV. It'll be it'll be October, the middle of October, which will be. A little bit nerve-wracking because it's cold weather. Throwing the ball is going to be a little bit meh. But then they play Cedar Falls, so uh, they got nothing offensively right now. So Beach Senior maybe can get in a get in a groove there. Um, let's see what's a couple. I mean, we'll talk about the top ten teams that I that I put out. Let's talk about that right now, and then that'll be the end of the show. If you are enjoying the show, please share the show. I want this show to be popular, and every single share that you guys have, retweet, whatever you can do, I, I will appreciate it greatly. All right. Week 6 rankings, basically a copy and paste from week 5. We got 1, Dowling, 2, Ankeny, 3, Southeast Pope. 4, Pleasant Valley, 5, Sea Rapids, Kennedy, 6, Urbandale, 7, Ankeny Centennial, 8, Valley, 9, Prairie, 10, Iowa City High. They're the only team that, that is new on the rankings. Everyone else stayed the same. Teams to watch, Lenmar, Sioux City East, Johnston, Cedar Falls, and Waukee Northwest. All right, let's talk about it. Obviously, one through four, they stay the same. They all won. They all won convincingly. Ankeny was a little bit of a, I mean, 35 to 18. You kind of want that to be a little bit more of a blowout. But, I mean, I still think that team is really, really good. Dowling, I mean, they do unspeakable things to Constable thinking. I think they had, like, three fumbles forced as well. Small had a pretty good game. He had a pick, but he had a pretty good game. Um, 
Southeast Pope dominates Waterloo West. Uh, they also had three. This was just a forced fumble the week, I guess. They had three forced fumbles. Um, KP get, went viral with this blocking montage of him just literally embarrassing these little kids. It felt like, um, I mean, yeah, dude, it's legit. He's really, he's going to be really good. Um, PV, they dominate Davenport North 49-12. I mean, Kay McDermott goes off in that game. All right. So that's a top four. You can't really criticize any of them for that. Five, C. Rapids Kennedy. We just went on a big tangent about them. Legit defense are really good. Six, Urbandale. I'm suspect of Urbandale. If I would redo my rankings and say they're no, they're not resume-based, just purely these are the top ten teams in Iowa high school football, I'd probably like them more in the 9-10 range, and they might even be a team to watch. I think they're inconsistent with their offense, which is weird because they do have a really good quarterback in Peyton running us, and Kai Black is a, one of the top wide receivers in the state. He just really hasn't found a groove yet. He's starting their back-to-back games with 90-plus yards, and he had two touchdowns last week. Um, but I just, I just, I mean, defensively, they're really good. Um, they, their numbers show that, and they always seem to limit teams to below 10 14, even like, I guess 20 is kind of stretching it, but they definitely limit teams to a low amount of points. Um, Cole Garwood is a name you need to know if you don't already. Elite linebacker, literally averages, he leads the state in tackles right now and almost in every single category defensively that for like tackles for loss, solo tackles, stuff like that. So, I mean, Urbandale, I'm suspect about them, but resume based right now, they're 4-1. and one. They beat Valley on the road. They're going it, They're going to play Centennial at home, um, which they could win. So uh, they, if they beat Centennial, I'm convinced they're a top 6-7 team. But um, we're going to get to see Valley soon. Um, this, this week, I can't say, but they have, they'll be a different team this upcoming week. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that more when we talk about that. Centennial, they're seven. They stay the same for me. I know, um, I mean, some people probably thought yeah, I'd move them down given their performance um, against Sioux City East, but I think Sioux City East more did the proving. I don't think Centennial did the lackluster performance type thing. I think I think they realized halfway through the game, like, this team's good. The team we're playing is legit. Um, so Centennial is at seven for me. Eight, Valley. Um, Valley, I mean, no offense. I When I say I think they have one of the worst offenses, like a, out of the top ten teams, they have the worst offense, in my opinion. They have, right now, I mean, teams just key on Aiden Price. I believe he has over 60% of their targets. And then Bryce Anderson's a good option, but I think Bryce Anderson would be a really good third option. I don't think he's, like, an option that you want to see as your second because teams can key in on that pretty easily. Um, they just, I mean, I'm not terrified of their offense. I do think they'll be a different team this upcoming Friday. You'll find out when you watch the game. Um, I'm really excited to watch it. It'll be on CISN TV. Tune into that. Uh, I love CISN. If you don't know, love that they do those broadcasts. Um, number nine, I've got Prairie. I'm iffy. 
I'm iffy. Their resume is actually pretty decent. That after seeing Dubuque Senior get absolutely throttled by Kennedy as well, I mean, I'm a little bit less on that win. But they beat Cedar Falls in the dome handily, 24 to seven. Beating Cedar Falls in the dome is a big accomplishment. Just so people know, I guess. That's a well, well, well. I'm yelling so much. I'm sorry. Um, Prairie, I mean, they're four and one. And I've got wins against two solid teams and then just wins against two bad teams. But we'll definitely get to know a bit more about this team coming up as they've got a little bit more on their plate coming up. They've got Sep in the distant future. Uh, that actually might be this week. Yeah, no, they have Waterloo West and then they have Southeast Polk and they have to travel to Sep this time. Then they'll have Iowa City West. So we'll, we'll learn the last three weeks for them are huge. Um, they're big games for them, so we'll we'll learn about this team for sure. Um, and then number ten, Iowa City High. You could put this team at six. I literally would like if I saw a poll with that, I would be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, but as J.C. Morrow said, this team, when they're on, is a top five team in the state. Uh, you could argue they beat Kennedy, and and that's not just a. That's like Kennedy's a really good team this year, guys. So like that's not just a throw out there type of thing to say. Um, as for my teams to watch, Lindmar, they almost beat PV. They're the only team to stick with PV so far this year, so they deserve to be here. They're three and two. Their defense is good, offense a little bit. Eh. Um, Sioux City East just proved that they are legit. They're a good team. They deserve a spot on the teams to watch list. Johnston. The Dragons, um, they're still there for me. I believe in this team. Will Nuss has looked really good. Um, he had a little bit of a meh game. He didn't have any picks, though. He had a passing touchdown. I like that out of my starting quarterback. That's only a sophomore, by the way. Um, Cedar Falls, I mean, they that defense is still really good. Um, they have the most shutouts in the state with three. And um, they're... I mean, Drew Campbell's still really good, and they have some other guys on their defense that look good. Their offense just is so bad. I just don't trust their offense at all um, to go out and win a game. I don't think their defense has room to even have, like, give up two touchdowns at this point against a good team. And then finally, my last team is Joaquin Northwest, and the teams to watch, um, they're going to play Sioux City East soon. Uh, I'm excited for that, but Lockheed Northwest should get some wins by now, I guess, since their schedule does lighten up a little bit from the hell they had face to start the year. I mean, like, let's talk about this. How does IHSA schedule a new split team to play Valley to open the week, Dowling, and then at SIP? And last year was at Valley, at Dowling, and then home versus Southeast Polk, whoopee, I get to play home against Xavier Mwanka and Abu Sama and Jackson Daly, last, like last year, and then this year, wow, I get to play at Southeast Polk, like, jeez, um, and then Johnston, who's not a pushover, Sioux City West, that's their first game that they can ease up a little bit, they've got Sioux City East coming up, um, I'm excited for that, it's, it should be a good game, I thought it was going to be a Met game, it's going to be a good game. Um, and then at Centennial, at Ankeny, home versus Urbandale. Like, what in God's name? 
thank God Joaquin Request produces athletes because like this, if you looked at the schedule and they were like a little bit worse, they could go two and two and seven. <laughs> like this is an absurd schedule. Um, so uh, props to them, I guess. But they're a team to watch, in my opinion. They they have a good um, Brady Grisham. I, th- I really like Brady Grisham. Sam Johnson is finding his footing a little bit. Um, they have no really threat receiving the ball. Um, their defense is just pretty decent. Um, I like Chase Lamb a lot. Adam Gardner is having a good year. Um, yeah, they're they're just a solid team. I'd say I wouldn't categorize. I don't even think they're excellent at really anything. But with that being said, we're rounding the forty minute mark. This has been a great episode. It was packed. We talked about a lot of things. Uh, Stay tuned for the Wednesday night show. That's when we'll be talking about my predictions for this upcoming week. But with that being said, please, for the third time this episode, follow PK Podcast on all socials that you know. And promote, tell your friends. Please be great. I would appreciate it greatly. You guys make... uh, making these episodes fun so please do that so with that being said thank you guys for watching Uh, i will see you guys on wednesday night have a great start to the week a rock the week and thank you for watching